Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. No. <laughs> Boom. It's time to harvest you. Let's nourish our mama joy by living big and loving bigger. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Teresa. And in this episode, we're talking about the five love languages. Welcome to our podcast. Let's get started harvesting you. This podcast is sponsored by A2D, Addicted to Dance Company. Check us out on the web, a2dance.com. We're growing foundation, giving back to our community, and changing lives is our mission. So if you had to pick a love language, what do you think your love language is? Words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, or acts of service? Probably quality time. Mm. Yeah, I would say that's for sure. I think, I think my husband's is not quality time. His is, is like physical touch probably, Mm -hmm. I would suspect. But he's so weird about that though, because when it is warm out, he's got a, <laughs> this is do not touch me weather, where if it's above a certain temperature and he's hot, it's like, he can't touch me. Don't get anywhere near me. It's yeah. too hot. So he has that where he's like, just, I can't, I can't be anywhere near anybody. Like it's too and much. He runs warm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't have that, which is, you know, it's funny. Yeah. It is funny. Yeah. And Jack did a, a, an analysis recently on like how, what kind of learner he is. Mm-hmm. And he tested that he is an auditory learner. Oh. Which I found to be quite interesting. And I do not disagree with that. So I always give him verbal affirmations too, because he's not a, I'm sure it's not touch or I think that's probably how he, how mm-hmm. he, operates. and it's interesting having, being different, like being in a family and everyone's love language is a little bit different. Yeah. And understanding that and being able to give what the other people need and being able to get what you need back too. Right. Right. I grew up, my, my father, I can always remember he was a gift giver. So I found that that was his love language. Like he would come home with something like to give you and be so excited about it. I can remember being really super, super little and then working two jobs and 
at his night job, he would be um, the dishwasher at a restaurant that used to be on top of Bloomingdale's. And he would go in the mall after and buy like a new record or something. And he'd be so excited about it and come home and like be super thrilled and, and like heart forward about sharing this with everyone. So it's interesting, like looking back, like you said, you grow up in this family unit and everybody has all these different love languages, you know, and, you know, same in this yeah. house, like we're all different or some of us are a combo of, of two. So, but I think it's important mamas like to, to read that book by Gary Chapman. You'll understand a lot about yourself, um, a lot about your partner. And then there's a version for kids too. And you're like, oh, wow, my kid does do this. Or he is more attracted to that. And it's a great book. That's super helpful to understand. Because, and, you know, you're if you keep trying to do the same thing and it's not working, in you know, the way that we want to receive is not the way that others do and so trying to give the way we want to receive isn't always doesn't always work and that comes down to communication and when it comes to the kids it comes down to kind of learning their behaviors and what's working and what's not working i'm Teresa with my fix it up life My husband, Mark, and I created My Fix It Up Life as a destination for DIYers, pro remodelers, and homeowners to benefit from our design, remodeling, tool tips, and how-tos to help make home projects easier. Connect with us, Mark and Teresa, at My Fix It Up Life. So, something I wanted to talk about today was... And it's just been on my mind and I feel it's important to acknowledge that the change of seasons, that it really affects how the change of environment, the change of seasons really affects our mama mojo. Even from waking up in the morning, um, waking up in the cold versus waking up when it's warm. Uh, you know, I feel the need to jump into that shower to warm myself up because I'm just so cold regardless, just for, just for warmth. And I found that, you know, I'm not showing up as my best self for my kids in the morning. And that small hour in the morning sets the rest of their day. And I know that because I can remember, I remember being a kid. Absolutely. This morning, I had one of those mornings where the environment Even though I did all my things, I did all my things. I did my routine and then some, I don't know what it was. It just flicked me the other way. And what's important, I think about bringing up this topic is knowing our love language. And there's five different love languages. And there's this book um, called The Love Languages by Gary Chapman, which I recommend any mama to read. There's also the five languages, love languages of children, which is a little different. And it helps you understand your child more. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, uh, physical touch, receiving gifts, 
quality time and acts of service. So this morning when I was having my moments and I could feel it and you know, when you like get in that zone and you're like, it just doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just irritated. Like yeah. I just. Hi, welcome to my world today. <laughs> yeah. Hard, right? Yeah, it is hard. It's hard to, it, it's hard to be unirritated how to get out of that. Yeah. It's like you get like in this the, weird funk. Yeah. Especially with the weather not being, not supporting my mood. The weather yeah. is not supporting me right now. And, and I need to do more work because of that. And that's super important to recognize that, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from you not coming from the weather. That's an excuse that we're using, right? We need yeah. to learn to adapt. I mean, we live on the side of a, the side of the country where we do get to experience the four seasons. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the snowfall. I appreciate being able to experience the four seasons, even though you'll hear me say many times, just put me in palm trees, sunshine and an ocean for the rest of my life. And I'll be happy. And maybe, maybe that would change my mood. Maybe it would, but we live here right now. So I think find, finding and figuring out what, what three things would you say that you could do to change the funk that you're in, like a funk like today? Yeah, what are the three things? I think trying to do what is quote normal, going through the motions of what I usually do helps. Cause sometimes in the act of, of a habit, then that funk kind of starts to shake a little bit, but that doesn't always work. And then another thing is just taking more time between things so not so taking more time before reacting to something you know saying okay I need to pause more today because my initial you know my initial reaction is going to be no go away stop like <laughs> I need no more stimulus right now I need nothing I need calm but that is not an option in my world where I don't live by myself and I don't work by myself. So I need to have more patience and remember to have more patience and to not be, not push too hard. I think pushing too hard is also another, that that's a boundary into the abyss of where it just keeps going around in a little circle and it feeds the monster of irritation go around. Yeah. That irritation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Very... And taking that time, like, you know, I, I, I'll need more time to be quiet today. I'll need to say, and, and I, I've said this to my husband recently, I need, I need to be alone for a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. And instead of forcing an interaction, instead of um, pretending that I'm interested because I can't take in anymore when I'm irritated. 
And the seasons, it's not the season's fault, it's not the weather's fault, but it's easier to be in a great mood when everything's going our way, right? Mm -hmm. When we have everyone's happy, everyone's successful, everyone's healthy, the sun is shining, we have tons of time, we've got, that's easy. It's hard when things are not going exactly according to plan and we have to do a little extra. And when our sure. kids are cleaning up after themselves or if like there's a mess walking into each room, it's like, oh my gosh, why can't you just pick up your stuff? You know, there's lots of sources of that. And I think it's also because they're feeling the season too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This morning, I mean, and maybe every morning, no one just moves as quickly as I'd like them to. I mean, Ava is someone she can get herself ready, packed. Yeah, she's ready before anybody. Chase just, he's, he gets out of the shower and then he lays back in bed and then he's still not dressed and just takes a little longer. And I'm like, let's go. Because my whole theory on being, being on time is being on time, you're late. You need to be early. Um, you can't just show up at that time that you're supposed to be there. You need to be a few minutes early. That's respectful. It gives you time. You don't feel rushed. And I've always lived that by that motto and not everybody in my house lives by that motto. So there's resistance between, um, you know, the way he moves, the way I move. And then I end up yelling and then you know, this morning, my husband just kind of got in my, in, in my face and grabbed my arms and was like, I know this isn't who you want to be. I know this isn't how you're, you're, they're going to leave and you're going to feel terrible if you, if you keep living up here. So like, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to back off, even though I was still irritated, but I just backed off. And then that brought me to the thought of, you know, the five love languages and, and we've got four different personalities in the house and we do the same routine every morning, getting ready for school. But as a mama, it can be very trying because I need to get them up and out so I can get myself dressed and ready to show up to film a podcast, right? When we have those, our own deadlines that we need to get to, it's like, but I need to make sure you're done and, and you've got all your stuff together so then I can go do me. And I think sometimes, um, depending on what your work life, home life, mom life is, that can be taken advantage of too because mom is always there, right? Mm -hmm. Mama wears my jacket that I like to wear to school. Well, did you look? <laughs> no <laughs> boom yeah. and those little tiny triggers so coming back kind of reminding yeah I needed to like walk away for a minute I needed to have a moment to catch my breath because I wanted to be able to hug and kiss and get all the warms before everybody left so they felt warm too you know never leave your home or your loved one without, you know, saying goodbye and giving them a hug and a kiss because you don't know. Yeah. And you don't ever want to, you don't ever want to leave like that. Plus it, plus it feels bad on both ends. 
it does feel terrible and and it is like you say it's important it's important to set up their day in a positive way because that sets the tone for their day especially kids i mean i think it's important because walking into school and having being unhappy being frustrated and being sad or being angry or whatever that negative feeling doesn't give them a positive space to learn and grow and be their best so sometimes sometimes I think it is important to quiet down what we're feeling for that yeah the sacrifice that we make and but I think it's also important to address it as well with ourselves Do, do you get Jack's things together and prepped the night before or do you find yourself doing a little bit of both I so now that Jack is he's 13 I don't do a lot of stuff for him like I used to I still do make his lunch every day but I make it in the morning Mm -hmm. because he has complained about it if I make it at night he's very the same Sure. Very fresh. And it's easy. It literally takes me five minutes to put his lunch together because he eats the same thing every day. He won't eat a lots of different things. He won't buy his food. So, you know, he likes to have what he has in his lunch and that's, so that's easy. There's no Mm -hmm. question about what he wants. As far as other things, I will ask him if he's needs to charge his laptop and that's where I leave it. So what uh-huh. he puts into his bag, how he packs, that he has his homework done. You know, sometimes I'll ask him if he did his homework. And now that he's older, he will say, mom, I have homework tonight. I will forget to do it. Can you remind me later? Oh, that's great that he has that like intention when he gets home to tell you to remind him. Which is nice, but yeah. then also he will say to me, at nine o'clock at night, mom, I didn't do my homework. Mm. Can you wake me up a little bit early tomorrow mm-hmm. so I can do it? And so it's like the on the edge of responsible. Like we're getting close to being responsible. He's not in a place where he can do it himself totally yet, but he knows he needs a little bit of help being reminded and, and, to be able to do all that stuff for himself. So, but he will tell you that he is not a child because <laughs> he has told me he is not no longer a child because he's uh, a teenager. Well, yeah. Yeah, Chase is not, um, not organized in that way. Sunday nights, I will say, bring me your, put your Chromebooks on the fireplace and I will charge them. If your Chromebook doesn't make it on the fireplace, it's not charged for the next morning. And there's last pretty much during the week or they'll have to recharge them. They have the option to charge them at school, which is nice. But my kids wear uniforms and we're very picky about, I've learned over the years, it's taken me now nine years to not buy multiple uniforms. It's It's not, they don't wear the same one. So I'm basically washing the same pair of pants. He's specific about the pants every night. And 
except when they've dressed down day or they have gym or something. And last week we came to a moment where I, for, I, I forgot. I have a routine where I throw them in the dryer for the second time just to make them extra dry. And because sometimes the waistband isn't fully dry, you know, and they were wet. And I said, why don't you wear your gym uniform to school? And unfortunately, he was like, no, I'll get in trouble. And I said, so school would rather you be late or not come in than wear your gym uniform and go to school when there's other kids in other grades wearing their gym uniform. And I felt some kind of way about that because beings, how these kids are right now and how much they've lost time-wise and just socialization and everything that's going on in the world, we're really going to come down to these things. So I was like, you know what? Go back to bed. I'll wake you up when your pants are dry and I'm going to send a letter and let school know that, you know, he was going to come, but he was too afraid that he was going to get in trouble. He's not doing laundry. I'm doing laundry. So yeah, that happened. And I, I guess I'm kind of leading into that where it's like, we have to give these kids some grace. There's so much pressure on them. And then I have, you know, Ava, who is a, a little, little more organized. Where's my school stuff the night before? Oh, well, it's in the dryer. Uh, you know, if it's not in, she's like in panic mode. She, again, like certain skirt has three skirts. We'll only wear the, the one skirt. <laughs> so washing it every night, which is fine. But that puts a lot of pressure on the parents, right? And they are still kids. They're, they're not, they're not adults that need to go to work and are going to be, you know, late for work because their parents are pants aren't dry and they can't put on another pair of pants. So I found a little frustration in that when that happened last week, Chase is never late for school. He's never, he always ends up out the door on time, even though he moves a lot slower than I'd like him to. But that particular instance where I was like, well, you're already up and showered. Just put your gym pants on. I'll run them over to you if it's that big of a deal. No, every teacher will have something to say. Someone will yell at me. And like that pressure that like nobody needs that. Yeah. No child needs that. Why are you in those? Well, clearly for, for a purpose, you know, <laughs> not because I felt like wearing them. <laughs> I have half the uniform on. <laughs> So it was yeah. just easier to miss class, which isn't, isn't helping. It's hurting. No, no, because showing up is, is important, but yeah. Yeah. And Jack doesn't have the option of charging his laptop at school and he can wear whatever he wants. And so he does. And that's easy. That's easy yeah. for because He's not particular about what he wears. He doesn't care. He just grabs whatever and throws whatever on. And he's easy that way. But sometimes he doesn't have his laptop charged. And he will go to school and say, you know, the laptop has like 30% battery, whatever yeah. the, 
the number is and he's like it should be all right I should it should be okay and then it works out that it's fine well that's great because they're mostly on there working from their laptops yeah which I find very frustrating because I make Chase write because he's not a great writer yeah um how are you going to learn to write if you're constantly typing so I think that um now our school in particular is starting to implement writing more, but you know, they spent a good year and a half at least, and then continuing on, on these, on screens, on typing on screens, on answering on screens, on testing on screens, you know, except for like math when you have to show your work, but that's, that's different. That's not handwriting. Now, girls, when it comes to uh, like a dress down day for Ava, oh, I'm thankful she's in a uniform because I couldn't take that every day. And I remember being in high school, picking my outfit out the night before or giving myself options the day of and it being such a struggle. And looking back, it's like, why was it such a struggle? But I don't know, girls, they're a little different in that way of how they want to show up or how they want to look. And I, I felt like at that point in my life, I didn't know the things I knew now. And just by showing up and feeling good and being proud of the clothing you have and, and what you chose that day should be good enough. Yes. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of your shirt or your pants or your shoes or. Yeah. That's the stuff we'd get away from. So, but for her sake, I'm I am thankful for right now we have a uniform. <laughs> yeah, I did like having a uniform when I was in school. And then in high school, I didn't. I I wore I I, I wore a sweatshirt like every day. So mm-hmm. it was easy. Like a different college sweatshirt. I remember I would wear a different one every day. And that's just what I wore. And it was easy because you know, I wanted it to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy's good. Yeah. You don't have to put too much thought into that. There's other things that are going to come up in your day that are a heck of a lot more important than what shirt you put on that day. Right. Yes. But which shirt your shirt you put on that day does make you feel good. Right. I looked through my closet this morning. I was like, Oh, what do I want to wear? What do I want to wear for the podcast? Well, number one, I'm cold. Still I'm cold. So we're going to go with that. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I am thankful because my husband has been driving Jack to school. So I haven't had to get, go out in the cold in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I do have to go out in the morning, he does start my car most of the time for me and turn the heat on. So I'm not free. Yeah, because once yeah. I get cold, I can't get uncold very easily. Like I start to shame. shake. It's like in your bones, right? It's like it's cold just... to the bone. Yes. And I meanwhile, like... he's outside and he's like in a t-shirt and he's fine. Like once he starts moving around outside and he gets hot and he takes off his jacket and there he is. And I don't understand. I was at um, the barn last night and it wasn't even really a cold night per se. Like she's been there in 25 degree weather. I think last night it was like 32 when I got in the car and I was so cold and I come prepared. I have my hat. I have my jacket. I'm layered. I have my gloves. So my legs were so cold. 
And I was like, I have like I had warm, warm leggings on. And the guy next to me, he had heated gloves, a heated jacket. And I looked at him and I said, I am so jealous of you right now. And he said, this, these gloves alone were the best investment that I have made myself. Now I do have a heated jacket, but I got the heated jacket when heated jackets like first came out. So the battery pack is legitimately like this big. So you got to carry it around with you. So I came home last night and I said, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I ordered myself a heated vest. And I said, Ava, we'll share it. Like you try it and see if it works for you. Cause she doesn't like to wear anything puffy or big when she's riding. And um, I found a really good deal on Amazon on them because they're everywhere right now. Yeah. But yeah, investing in some heated gear when you are cold to the bone is worth the investment. Yes, a heated vest is wonderful. I have three of them. Oh, you do? I would be in that right now. I will wear it every day in the house. You're going to see me in the same outfit, guys, for the next couple months because I'm always cold. I have a blanket on my lap right now and a heater yeah. right by me. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I used to be colder all the time. and I would wear the heated vest in the house. I've got one that goes under a coat that's like slim. I have like a puffy one and I have one with a hood. Oh, does the hood get warm? The neck gets warm. Ah, I made sure to buy one where the neck got warm. I saw yeah. the difference and I was like, that's important. Huge <laughs> difference. Huge okay. difference. Good, and I'm glad I, I went there. I have heated glove liners. So I can put gloves over the heated liner. Okay. That's so, yeah. cool. Okay, oh, so you're hooked up. Insoles, heated insoles too that go in my shoes or my boots. Those I are need to get them for her, for her riding boots. That's a good idea. I never thought about heat. Now I did stick the heated packs, like the old school when we would go skiing. Uh-huh. We have a bunch of them. Those are good. I Those sometimes good. like stick them in my back pocket if we're like doing a project outside in the winter. Yeah. Because then it heats up my derriere and then that warm. Day. Yes. <laughs> then that warms me up from the bottom. <laughs> from the bottom up. The Carpenter's Notebook by Mark Clement. Two years after his father's death, Brendan is staring down the barrel of a divorce. He leaves his daughters in collapsing marriage to fulfill a promise his father made to his mother, and he discovers the answers he wasn't looking for that end up helping him with his own life. I reached for my tape more like a gunslinger going for a six-shooter rather than a timid, albeit middle-aged, apprentice afraid to do the wrong thing. Dean Johnson, co-host of Home Time, says home improvement is a thread that runs through many of our lives. Mark has woven it into a very rich and unique story. Brett Witter, publisher of Chicken Soup for the Soul, says a wonderful book about building both houses and relationships that is wise, touching, and as satisfying as a hard day's work well done. Like Chicken Soup for the Soul, it shows us that great wisdom is built from the material of everyday life. Check out The Carpenter's Notebook by Mark Clement on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at bookstores nationwide and before I forget mamas if you love our podcast please make sure to subscribe comment like engage in our conversation 
the more you share and like and comment, the more our podcast can organically grow to other mamas all over the world. Yes. No, that's really important. Bringing mom in unity. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, helping each other and being here and being a sound board, you know, like mm -hmm. we're reflecting what is reality and and putting a little bit of a, you know, closer look at things that we tend not to think about commonly throughout the day. You take a pause and just take a reflection on these different topics that we talk about on the podcast. You know, take a, take a half hour and think about it. And then how much we get out of it is huge. Yeah. And how does it affect you? How does it, how can you relate with us? Like, tell us, we want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Getting kids ready in the morning. Hello. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. And, and, um, as much as you prepare the night before, or you'll say you'll get up extra early in the morning, or you do your own thing. Sometimes you get in your own way, which is, I feel like I got in my own way today. Yeah, I almost got in my own way. I really was on the edge of that too. And I can't blame the weather. Yeah, I know. It's a cop-out. It's an excuse. But I would like mom and nature to um, brighten up my day a little bit soon. Uh, well, you heard we have six more weeks of winter coming, right? That's the time we feel. Yeah. Yeah. That was this morning. I know. I'm like, keep calm. Summer's coming. Keep calm. But then again, I don't want to rush these times. So that brings me to a topic about living life mundane. Where it becomes mundane. We have five minutes left. Five minutes left. We have to restart. Okay. Well, then we won't get on that topic yet. Why don't we stop and restart? Yep. Thank you for joining us. Really weird to look at myself and look at myself like this. <laughs> <laughs> Two screens. Too many Teresas. <laughs> Never too many Teresas. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. We hope you, you will continue. Yes, please continue. Please keep tuning in and subscribe. Check, we check out our website, harvestingyou.com. Lots of fun info on there. Lots of inspiring blogs. And you can grab our podcast from there. Also Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, YouTube. You can watch us. I know I'm missing some. iTunes all the all the things right yes wherever you can get a podcast we're pretty much on there so i hope that you'll stream us listen to us in the car on your way to your errands and check us out on youtube when you have a minute to yourself to chill out and we're here for you that we are until next time keep harvesting you
Bye bye. <laughs> now I'm gonna shut some things off here. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.